0: Thanks for uh, inviting me on again. Today, we're we're going to talk about healing in the kingdom. And you may or may not realize that in the New Testament, it doesn't really teach a lot about healing. Like, it doesn't teach how to heal the sick. It just says, heal the sick. Yet, you know, in the modern church, we have um, all these teachings about how to heal the sick and Everybody's got their own teaching, and their own opinion, their own idea, you know, about how to do it. Except Jesus, when he taught, he just taught about the kingdom. And so, there is a, there is a direct co- correlation between the kingdom of God and healing. So, instead of teaching, you know, five steps to healing that, you know, you may or may not have heard before, we're just going to teach about the kingdom... Concerning healing and concerning uh, freedom, okay? So, I'm going to start in Isaiah 53 and uh, and then I'm going to go to First Peter 2. So, Isaiah 53, <clears throat> 4 and 5 says this. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed so we got a couple things going on in this passage first of all we're talking about the cancellation of sin through the crucifixion of jesus right jesus isaiah is prophesying what Sometimes we call the atonement, which is Jesus' sacrifice, his once and for all sacrifice for uh, all sin. All right? Then it says at the very end, it includes this line, by his stripes, we are healed. And a lot of people have questions about healing, about uh, when is it God's will to heal? Uh, Who should we pray for to be healed? Uh, And all this stuff, but we never say that about who should be saved. Is it God's will for this person to be saved? And nobody argues. Yes, he should be saved, okay? But in the same paragraph, with salvation we have, by his stripes, we are healed. So, the same sacrifice that provided salvation also provided healing. It's all right there in the same sacrifice, there's nothing separate, and there's, no, there's nothing separated from the forgiveness of sin and for healing. In fact, uh, Jesus got in trouble with the Pharisees one time, and he told this guy who was paralyzed to get up and take his mat and go home. Uh, but he said it like this. He said, your sins are forgiven. He said, your sins are forgiven, and the guy was healed. And uh, the, the religious crowd didn't like that because who are, they said, who are you? To say that, you know, this man's sins can be forgiven uh, and things like that. And so, he's like, what's easier to say? Your your uh, sins are forgiven or your body's healed? Okay? What is Jesus saying? He's saying it's the same thing. The same sacrifice uh, heals the body and cancels sin. Okay? So, concerning the will of God and healing, there is no special requirements. There's no... S- other desire of God, who to heal, who not to heal. God, Jesus said in the very beginning of the book of Luke, I have come to set the captives free, okay? That includes sin, that includes sickness, that includes demons, okay? It wouldn't make sense for Jesus to say, I've come to set the captives free, except some of you are going to have to stay sick, right? So, it doesn't make sense. So, Uh, We see with salvation, the healing, uh, the cancellation of sin, we also see the healing of the body. In fact, according to God and God's mind, when you are saved, when you get born again, your body should be healed, right? And it's really easy to get people born again these days, because we have preached it and preached it and preached it. Uh, You must be saved, you must be born again, but we've not preached uh, healing like that. And, and the key is we've got to begin to preach healing just like we do salvation. It's free, it's available for anyone, and God wants you to have it. And the more we do that, we're going to see people start to be healed when they get born again. Or be healed prior to getting born again. There's no hoops to jump through, there's no extra requirements. Healing is for everyone, salvation is for everyone. Alright, now let's jump to First, uh, first Peter 2.24. Uh, Peter is referencing this verse from Isaiah 53 that I just read. He says, He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. And then he says, By his wounds you were healed. So he he basically paraphrases Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, only he changes it a little bit. Instead of saying, by his stripes we are healed, he says, by his wounds you were healed. So, in English, by his wounds you were healed, that is past tense. That means it's already happened. That means, that means if I say, hey, I need you to go to the market and pick up some milk, and you say, we already picked up the milk. You don't have to go get more milk because we already did it, all right? Everything that needs to happen for healing to happen has already been done. So, in the same sacrifice that sins were forgiven, all healing was accomplished. Alright? If healing is in the atonement, then it is always God's will for healing to take place. Healing, um, well, let me say that, and let me say this, that... All of the healing that happened up until the time of Jesus was a result of what Jesus was going to do, okay? All healing in the Old Testament was by faith in what Jesus was going to do. And every healing since Jesus' crucifixion is by the fact of what Jesus did. So we see healing of, of people in the Old Testament... We see healing occurring, and uh, we see the first healing with Abraham and, and uh, King Abimelech, and all the healing that goes to the Old Testament is based on, uh, uh, is based out of faith on what's going to happen with Jesus the Messiah, that by His wounds we are healed, and that's what Isaiah is saying. Isaiah is not saying he he didn't say by His wounds we will be healed, he said by His wounds we are healed, and he was a part of the Old Testament. Uh, group of people of God's people saying by his wounds right now, even though Jesus hasn't come yet The Messiah hasn't showed up. We are experiencing healing by his wounds So it's all by faith until Jesus was crucified Then since Jesus crucifixion to present day and in the future It's all healing all healing is by the fact It's by the fact that by his wounds we were healed. So it's past tense. It's already done. Of course we know this on the cross. Jesus said it is finished. Alright. That means that healing doesn't come by our works. It doesn't even come by our faith. It comes because of his stripes. Jesus' stripes caused healing to be loosed in the earth. Alright. Um, So, I'll mention this again. There's no teaching about healing in the New Testament writings, but there is much teaching about authority and how to live life in union with God's Spirit. So, now that we've kind of talked about healing, how healing is available, let's move on into the kingdom because uh, we want to understand how healing fits with the kingdom of God. Okay. So,. I read this last time we were, we were all together. This is Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. But I'm going to add some more verses here. I'm going to read some more verses on the end and help us understand uh, how healing works. Okay, it says, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it, to establish it with justice and with righteousness from now until forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Okay, so we've got Isaiah prophesying that the Messiah is coming, that he's coming with a government or a kingdom, and the increase of this government will know no end, it's going to just increase and increase and increase, there's never going to be a decrease, um, and that, uh, that it will be ordered and established with justice and with righteousness, okay, So we know two things right away, that the kingdom or the government of God is coming with Jesus in order to bring things into order here on earth, and also to bring things into righteousness here on earth, all right? Now, in Matthew 9.35, Jesus uh, says something, and he uses this phrase, the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 9.35 It says Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages. Teaching in their synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Okay? And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So, we have Isaiah chapter 9 prophesying of the Messiah coming with the government to bring order and righteousness uh, uh, in order to bring order and establish the kingdom with justice and with righteousness. So he's going to bring order. He's going to establish the kingdom with justice and righteousness. All right. Then we have Matthew 9, what I just read, which shows how Jesus brought order and established the kingdom. So this is about the kingdom. Jesus came with the gospel of the kingdom. He says, preaching the gospel of the kingdom in Matthew 9. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What is happening here? The Messiah, Jesus, is coming with a government on his shoulder. And he's bringing order and righteousness on the earth. Okay? What does it look like to bring order and righteousness? It looks like the sick being healed. It looks like demons being cast out. It looks like uh, the dead being raised. It looks like lepers being cleansed. And it looks like the proclamation of the coming of this kingdom. And that is called the good news. Okay, The good news of the gospel of the kingdom is the proclamation of the supremacy and the superiority of the kingdom of heaven over all things. Jesus, uh, if Jesus hadn't come to set people free, it wouldn't be very good news. (laughs) Okay, but not only is he just coming to see people's sins canceled, he's coming to set all things in order, right? He's coming to set the entire planet in order. In fact, that is the responsibility modeled by the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Who is this responsibility to? It is to the sons of God. Okay? Those after the likeness of Jesus Christ. So, when we are born again into this kingdom, we are commanded to preach the gospel of the kingdom. This is Matthew 10.8. Jesus says, preach, uh, preach the gospel. What is that? That's the proclamation. The proclamation of the supremacy and the superiority Of the kingdom of God over all things Now If we're going to proclaim that the kingdom Is at hand And we're going to also proclaim that it is superior And it has supremacy Over all things That means things are going to be Put in order That means Brother Custodio's eyes uh, Regain Full eyesight, full strength That means You know when someone's dealing with bondage or addiction or fear or demons. That means they're set free. But it also means that they have the ability to be empowered to do the same thing for others. And this is God's plan to liberate the planet of unrighteousness. This is God's plan to liberate the planet of the tyranny of the kingdom of darkness. Like right now, there's war happening. There's all kinds of famine and pestilence, there's diseases, people are dying, that doesn't look like heaven. Right? The reason that we have this happening is because that we haven't fully uh, demonstrated the supremacy and the superiority of the kingdom of God over all things. We have been very zealous to do a few things, though, like, well, let's start some churches, Let's have a, a ministry where we feed people. Uh, you know, let's do. Let's print out some business cards and put my name on it, so I can go to your church and you can give me an offering. You know, we've done a lot of things in the body of Christ, but what we haven't done is liberate the planet of tyranny. What we haven't done is bring chaos into order, and what we haven't done is kick out unrighteousness. Instead, we've participated in all those things ourselves. And called it grace. So, Jesus is being very intentional here. Okay? He's on a mission. The mission is to, br- to uh, bring order and to establish the government of God. And uh, just not just to establish it, but to establish it with justice and with righteousness now until forever. Alright? So, we've got then in Matthew 9, the gospel of the kingdom healing every sickness, not just a few, every disease among the people. This is the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom does stuff. It breaks chains, it heals sicknesses, and we are commanded to wield it with great efficacy and skill. We are commanded to do this job. This is not about having a healing meeting. This is not about you know, just like, oh, I'm interested in healing, so I'm going to kind of practice it. And, you know, you know, America has done everybody a big disservice because we've got healing evangelists. Right? We've got a few people that heal and then other people can't or don't or whatever. But it is the will of God for all of the sons of God to heal just like Jesus did. And if you want to heal like Jesus did, we have to adopt this mindset, this Kingdom world view that we are here to overthrow Chaos we are here to bring it into order and we are here to liberate the entire planet Okay, it's not just healing We just like all oh, that poor person suffering. Jesus loves him and wants to heal him Yes, he does but he also wants to completely eradicate the spirit-causing disease He wants to push it out of our cities and he wants our cities to be ordered and wants them to be established in the kingdom. And he wants to, to do it with justice and righteousness. Okay? So, how did Jesus heal? We've talked about where healing comes from. We've talked about why healing. Let's talk about how healing. How does healing work with Jesus? Um, I'm going to go to Luke 7, chapter 7, verse 2. And this is the story about the centurion servant. All right, says, now a centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. When he heard of Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they asked him earnestly, saying, you should do this for him, for he is worthy, for he loves our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. So Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. So the centurion stops him. He's like, listen, I am not worthy for you to come to my house. Just stop right there. Then it goes on to say, but say the word and my servant will be healed, for I myself Am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these words, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the people who followed him, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel, Now, let's learn from how Jesus heals. Let's learn what Jesus calls great faith. Jesus heard this man who said, Don't come to my house. You don't need to come to my house. I understand authority, though, because I'm a soldier. And I command other soldiers. So I know that Jesus, if you just speak the word of command, that my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled and called that, Great faith. So Jesus called the recognition of authority, great faith. Jesus called the recognition of authority, great faith. And authority is something that we have missed, that we have skipped over, that the church hasn't taught, hasn't walked in. We've talked about anointings, we've talked about gifts, we've talked about callings, but Jesus... Doesn't that's not even in this story here and Jesus called this great faith I think everybody wants to walk in great faith. How do we walk in great faith faith? It's simple. We walk in authority in order to walk in faith. You must Understand authority You will never walk in great faith if you do not understand authority Luke 10, 19 says, Jesus speaks, and he says, Look, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, Behold, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now go into all the world. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all the things I've commanded you. When Jesus gave the commandment to go into all the world to his disciples, the first thing he said is, Behold, all authority has been given to me. Isn't it a wonder? He didn't say, Hey, everybody's sins are forgiven. Hey, I died on the cross so that you could go to heaven. Hey, I died so that, you know, you could live a better life and go to church and be happy. (laughs) He said, behold, all authority. That's because everything that the kingdom does is done with authority. Everything that the kingdom of, of God does is done with authority. Jesus said frequently when he sent his disciples out to heal, he said, heal them and then tell them. The kingdom is at hand. What is he saying? He's saying, heal them and then announce to them, Behold, all authority has been given to the sons of God. It's proof that the kingdom of God is near. And this is good news because it means that you don't, the earth no longer has to suffer under the tyranny of the kingdom of darkness. I mentioned this scripture last time too in Romans 8. It says that all creation is groaning, longing to be liberated from the futility uh, that was put on them because of sin. All creation is even groaning because they're under the, uh, the, the futility that came into the earth because of sin. Creation is under death. And they are groaning because the sons of God have good news. That good news is the proclamation of the supremacy and the superiority of the kingdom of God over all things. So not only do we have the ability with a command to heal the sick, but we also have all authority to liberate all prisoners, even the earth. The earth is groaning, it goes on to say, for the manifestation of the glorious sons of God. And It says not only the earth, but the Spirit of God is groaning The Spirit of God is groaning for the sons of God to walk in all authority and not only the Spirit of God it says our Spirits also are groaning and if you are born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit and you focus your life and put the kingdom first to, uh, to seek first the kingdom, and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, there will be a groan in you that produces authority. There will be a groan in you that walks in authority, and there will be a groan in you that speaks with authority. Sometimes people are like, uh, why, do you, why do you yell so much when you preach? That's because there is a groan in me that's pushing stuff back. When when someone speaks with authority, do they speak, you know, are they like, oh, timid and shy, and, and, you know, they're like, excuse me, I'm very sorry to have to speak with authority right now. No, they command. It's a command. Someone who's walking in authority speaks a command, and it's done. And that is how Jesus healed the centurion's servant, he spoke a command, and he marveled at this man's faith. Now, we probably wouldn't call that faith what the centurion did, right? We, you know, that centurion, he he stopped Jesus, he said, don't come here, and then he's like, then he talks about having soldiers under him. I mean, the modern church is probably not going to call that faith, but Jesus not only called it faith, he called it great faith Because the man understood authority. Why is it important? Because Jesus came with authority. He came to bring order and establish the kingdom through authority. He came to bring justice and righteousness through authority. And he commanded us in Matthew 28 to go unto all the world by doing what? By announcing, behold, all authority. Now, sickness is not in charge. Disease is not in charge. If Jesus has all authority, how much authority does cancer have? Zero. If Jesus has all authority, how much authority does the devil have? Zero. Jesus has it all. And he put it in us to go for him Behold, all authority has been given to me. Now you, go in my authority. Because you'll get nothing done without the authority of Jesus. Jesus died and bled, uh, bled and died, that we could walk in the authority of the Spirit of God. That we could walk in the authority of the Word of God, because we are sons. Uh, Paul wrote this, or maybe John, he says, Behold, uh, uh, what manner of love has come upon us that we would be called the sons of God. In another place, says we have been given the authority to become sons. That's because you cannot be a son in God's kingdom without all authority. So in or, in the very definition of a son then is a new man filled with God's spirit, with God's authority. We walk in all authority over all sickness and all disease. So, if you notice, when I prayed for Custodio earlier, I didn't ask God to heal. I didn't say, Father, here's Custodio, he's not doing well, would you please just touch him and bless him? Nobody prayed like that in the New Testament. They commanded things to go. In fact, in Mark uh, uh, 11, 23, 22, 23, 24, Jesus said, if you speak, if you speak to a mountain... And do not doubt in your heart, but believe uh, what you say will come to pass. You will have what you say. All right? That's because of authority. That's because of authority. And then he goes on to say, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray or when you say or when you speak, how does that work? It works by authority. So when we speak to sickness and disease, we talk to it like a person. Cancer, listen to my voice. Listen to me and obey me. I break your power and I command you to go now in Jesus' name. We speak to sickness like it's a real person because it is. When someone's demonized, we don't ask God to comfort the demonized person. We speak to the demon and command it to go. Devil, listen to me in Jesus' name. I exercise all authority over you now, and I evict you. Go, in Jesus' name. Right? We are speaking to things and telling them what we want them to do. This is how Jesus healed. This is how Jesus delivered. He spoke to problems and told them, What he wanted them to do. So when you minister healing, it's real simple. Let's start like this. You know, this is something I say every day. I am born again. I am baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. I am a son of God. And I am filled with the Spirit of God. I am filled with the fullness of God. And the spirit that's in me exerts full dominion over all sickness and all disease. Therefore, I lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So even when we lay hands on the sick, we're doing it out of the position of authority. When we lay hands on the sick, that means... The authority, all authority is coming to bear in this situation. The reason that we have all authority is because we are removing uh, the powers that have usurped authority in the earth. This is why authority is a big deal. This is why Jesus came to get all authority back. It's because there are uh, trespassers in the earth. They're called demons, principalities, powers, sickness, disease. The devil, our adversary. And he cannot, he will not go without the authority of Jesus. And he will not go unless the believers, the sons of God, walk in that authority, exercise that authority. So it's important to understand that Jesus did not have a different authority than you have. The authority that has been given you is Jesus's authority. Jesus operated in the authority of the Spirit of the Father which indwelled him. So healing, this is what healing is. It's the enforcement of a kingdom order through the sons of God. Remember when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray? Pray like this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. We're enforcing heaven's order. There is no sickness in heaven. We're enforcing heaven's order on earth by destroying all sickness and disease. It is also warfare between two kingdoms. But guess which kingdom has all authority? The kingdom of God. We are exercising all authority over the kingdom of darkness in order to completely evict it. This is not just about getting a couple people healed here and there. Not about, you know, somebody, Clint, having a great healing ministry. This is about all the sons of God together putting all of God's enemies under his feet, okay? So it is the right and the responsibility of all sons of God to both submit to this order themselves. We talked about that last time, that we submit to the order of Jesus Christ. We submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We submit ourselves to the kingdom of God. Our lives are not our own. We're no longer living for ourselves. Our bodies belong to the Lord. And he gets to do whatever he wants with our bodies. Okay? <clears throat> so, uh, it is the right and responsibility of all sons of God to both submit to this order and this righteous, righteousness. And to bring it to bear on the planet. Okay? We are we're bringing order, according to Isaiah. We're establishing the government of God with justice and with righteousness. How long are we going to do this? From now until forever. Okay? From now until forever, nobody's going to spend eternity in heaven. You may spend some time in heaven if you if you die, but the heaven is coming here. We're going to spend eternity on this planet. That's because the whole goal is to subjugate God's enemies on the planet. How through the sons of God who have been given all authority through the firstborn son of God, Jesus Christ. So. We've got to make a decision now. We've got to align ourselves against unrighteousness. We've got to align ourselves against chaos. And we've got to align ourselves against sickness and disease. And start to bring people into order. Start to bring families into order. Start to bring cities into order start to bring nations in the order. And as the weight of the kingdom of God begins to come to bear on the planet, you're going to see a few things happen. You're going to see sickness and disease start to leave. You're going to see nations discipled into sons. And you're going to see wars cease. You're going to see wars cease. Why? Because this is the gospel of the kingdom according to Jesus Christ, who is the prince of Peace. All right. So the war, the earth is in tor- turmoil. What's God's answer for turmoil? You're looking at him. I am. You are. You are God's answer and you are God's plan for everything that's wrong with the planet. And the modern church has taught us that God's plan is so you can get saved so you can go to heaven when you die. Okay. Is it true that if you die, you will go to be with Jesus? Yes, it's true that if you are born again and you cleanse, your sins are cleansed, then yes, you will go be with Jesus. Okay, but that's just the benefit of the plan. That's not the plan. (laughs) The plan is that this Messiah come with the government to bring order uh, with righteousness to set all things right, uh, to establish the kingdom here and to subdue all of the enemies and to... uh, have a race of humanity called sons after the likeness of Jesus Christ that walks in his authority, that operates in his authority, that when they speak to devils, they do go. When they speak to sickness or lay hands on the sick, they are made whole. When when we speak to cities, when we speak to people, what we say comes to pass. If if our word if Jesus's words are spirit and life, then his words in our mouth our spirit and life. That means if we believe what we say, it will come to pass. And that is the power <clears throat> of the kingdom of God on the earth. And that is the secret mystery that what no one could understand until after Jesus ascended into heaven. It's called the mystery of the ages, Christ in us, uh, the hope of glory. All of heaven's hope and all of earth's hope Rest in what Jesus Christ has done. He has made it possible for sons of God to come into a new order of uh, humanity after the likeness of Jesus Christ for the purpose of walking in the authority of that order. Okay, we, I am a new order of human being after the likeness of Jesus Christ. I am made just like him. I have all of his abilities, and he said the same works I do, you'll do, and even greater. And the purpose of that is that the earth would come into order, that, that, righteousness, would be, that righteousness would prevail, and that justice would be established in the earth, subduing all of God's enemies, including sickness. So the summary is that when we speak and sickness goes, When we speak and and, uh, diseases go and demons go, it's because of the authority of Jesus Christ. Behold, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. And behold, all authority over all sickness and all disease and over all the power of the devil has been given to you that you can carry on the same ministry and calling as Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. <laughs> anybody got any questions or I'll just turn it back over to you. Yes. Uh, uh, anybody has got questions on uh, any doubts and all which you want to ask now? This is the time. And also we are going to pray for anybody who needs healing um, healing deliverance uh, right now. And you thank you, brother, uh, for the message wonderful uh, message the same uh, which was preached by the apostles and the that's the right disciples. yes amen. you got yeah. it yeah. yes pastor you have said uh, that uh, the christ came to place things in order so what i mean to say like uh, prior to that Things were not in order. And what is that uh, exactly you you are trying to say? Okay. So, before the fall of man, there was order in the earth. There was no sickness. There was no disease prior to the fall or the sin of Adam. Paul writes in Romans that through the uh, sin of one man, death... Entered the world. So, death is out of order. Prior to the sin, everything was governed by God. The earth was in agreement with heaven. Because the earth was under God's authority. Okay? In Genesis, um, God even says to man, uh, Fill the earth, have dominion in the earth. What what is another word for dominion? Authority. He's saying, I have created this earth, and I put man in it as my authority to rule, to subdue, to bring anything out of order into order, to keep it in order. So, prior to the sin, where death entered the world, everything's in order. Okay? Now, when uh, Adam sinned, death entered the world, and what happened is that since adam had dominion of the earth he had authority of the earth when he sinned he changed gods he literally changed gods and that is why death entered the world because adam and everything under adam's authority experienced death when he changed gods um to to our adversary to satan then Everything that Satan stands for entered the world and it entered the world everywhere where Adam was un, uh, was in authority. So The first thing that happened is man's spirit died Okay, no longer has access to God. What else happened? All the plants and animals died I mean death even went into the ground. All right, so men started dying I mean it took him a lot longer to die back then uh, it's a lot shorter now but uh disorder came in the form of death. There is no death in heaven. That's why Jesus said, uh kingdom come will be done on earth as it is in heaven, okay? Whatever is not in heaven should not be on earth. There should be no there's no sickness, no, there's no disease, there's no dead bodies, there's no crutches, no canes, no wheelchairs, no de- de- you know, no demonized people. No one's afraid in heaven. And that to have a presence of that on the planet is out of order. So, the order that uh, the Messiah comes to establish is the uh, the order and authority of heaven. That's why it's called the kingdom of heaven. Right? The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom, is God's kingdom uh, coming into the earth again. How? On the shoulder of Jesus Christ, like Isaiah prophesied. And... Being carried uh, still through his body, so not just the one body of Jesus now, but the many members of his body uh, carry this order. So, this is why Jesus commands us to go and preach the good news. What is the good news? It is the proclamation that order is here, (laughs) it's the proclamation of the supremacy and the superiority of the kingdom of God over all things. He's the Prince of Peace. And when he brings peace, order comes. That means when, when the Prince of Peace comes, that means if there's cancer, cancer dies. All right? When there's somebody dead and the Prince of yes, Peace have, comes. Some, some say it again. I don't know what he said. I think he's just saying goodbye. But anyway, order, a disorder, is where uh, there is... Uh, where God is not in authority. Order is where God is in authority. And we as the sons of God are partnering with Jesus Christ to rule the earth uh, the earth to bring that order. Okay? To bring it to bear. And to put all of his enemies under his feet. You know, if your city is in chaos because of, you know, gangs and stuff. And then the police come in and they get all the gangs. They put them in jail. Peace comes because disorder has been removed. And that's who we are. That's what the kingdom of God does. Has brother Fidel, some problem with the audio? Uh, no, we can hear clearly. I think uh, you have to disconnect and join <clears throat> again, brother Anthony. We're recording it too, so if they want to go back and listen. But we uh, the other part of this is we got to do it right. This is not about getting teaching. This is about learning our responsibility and then going and doing it. And this is the problem of the modern church: is we love to hear teaching because it soothes us, it makes us feel good, it's it, you know, it's empowering, it's incredible. But if we don't do it, if we don't do what we've heard, if we don't do what we've heard, then we're just disobedient. We're not sons if we don't do the commandments of Jesus. We got to take. This means you got to take responsibility. Right? If if you have a police officer in your city who refuses to take responsibility, you know, you call him like, hey, police officer, somebody's burning down the building over there. They're stealing everything. And the police officer's like, oh well. Okay, he's not taking any responsibility for his authority. The sons of God take responsibility for the authority that's been given them. And that's what the planet's crying out for. That's what God's expecting of us. To take responsibility. Because to, much has, to whom much has been given, much is required. And God has given us with Christ all things. Okay? we we got to get rid of the excuses. We've got to, uh, you know, die to ourself. we got to get busy. We've got to take responsibility. We've got to do our job.